This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California's new water plan for ag. USDA report on food safety choices and White House ag labor meeting. California will unveil a new water plan for ag. The new management plan will take effect in 2020 and require districts to develop an annual water budget. Water supplies will also factor in metrics for how they plan to tighten water use efficiency in agriculture. The plan also requires detailed drought strategies granting local districts authority over any emergency cutbacks. The policy aims to avoid a situation like Governor Brown's administration found itself in during the extreme drought. The state responded with broad cutbacks and allocations beginning with a 20% from urban water users. The update, on June 26th, the Department of Water Resources, the DWR, will present the new Agriculture Water Management Plan. The public meeting will also serve as a workshop for crafting the next guidebook for water suppliers. You can attend in person or you can Skype in. The origin? Well, following Brown's mandated cutbacks in 2014, the disaster deepened into 2015. Brown then ordered agriculture water suppliers to draft management plans to deal with the ongoing scarcity. The new regulations, however, were later criticized for ignoring previous efficiency efforts, failing to produce water savings at times, and for being only a short-term response. Brown followed up in 2017, calling on the agencies to develop a framework to, quote, make water conservation a way of life. The Senate and Assembly refined that framework through AB 1668 and SB 606, passed in 2018. Those bills instructed DWR to refine the water management plan, which has now been completed. Report untangles how growers make food safety decisions. Growers are under pressure to adopt new practices in response to recent high-profile outbreaks and to the Food Safety Modernization Act. The USDA Economic Research Service wanted to find out how they were responding to this. It surveyed growers in Central California and five other regions across five fruit and vegetable commodities. ERS found that across the board, growers are, quote, very similar when it comes to food safety. They have a long history of adapting to changing regulations driven largely by retail and food service requirements. They have formed a robust information network across the industry as well as with state agencies and extension programs. The growers, however, noted the costs can be steep while the benefits are hard to quantify and food safety professionals are difficult to find. Many also experience audit fatigue from the multiple layers of state and federal regulations. And on that note, agriculture is a knowledge-intensive industry, according to the UC Davis researchers, who have mapped out a farmer's complex social network. The bottleneck they found in cooperative extension is that a large potential for knowledge-sharing relationships is stymied by too few staff. Industry and Enviro's split on pesticide plan. Comments ranged widely at a public hearing yesterday on EPA's draft revised method for assessing the risk of pesticides to endangered species. 
Industry reps were generally pleased with EPA's approach, which emphasizes the use of real-world usage data that combined with models and probabilistic analyses to determine whether EPA needs to consult with federal wildlife agencies on the effects of pesticides on federally listed species. Bertolyn McGowhey, president of Compliance Services International and project manager for the 19-company FIFRA Endangered Species Task Force, said the EPA proposal will allow the Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Marine Fisheries Service to distinguish between species of negligible concern and those of real concern. Brett Hartle, Government Affairs Director at the Center for Biological Diversity, called the draft document, quote, an enormous step backwards that departs significantly from recommendations produced by the National Academy of Sciences. USMCA biotech on the agenda for the Trump trip today. Sources are telling AgriPulse that the White House is expected to announce an executive order directing the FDA and EPA to work together with USDA and update and streamline their regulatory systems for agriculture biotechnology. The Obama administration undertook a similar effort but didn't complete it. Last week, USDA released revisions to its regulatory process that would exempt many gene-edited products from federal regulation. Trump's agenda for the day? Well, he's expected to talk in Iowa today about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement, the new disaster aid bill that he signed into law, and the administration's recent decision allowing year-round sales of E15 blended gasoline. No extra ag purchases in the U.S.-Mexico deal. President Trump claimed over the weekend that his deal with Mexico included a substantial increase in ag trade. But Mexican Foreign Minister Marcelo Ebrard insists that's not the case. He said, we don't have a specific agreement on agriculture products. He said he stressed that Mexico continues to be one of the largest buyers of U.S. farm commodities and that will only improve so long as there are no tariffs in place. White House and ag groups to meet on labor. Representatives of major farm groups will be back at the White House on Thursday to talk about farm labor issues. Ag labor was supposed to be a second step in immigration reform after Congress addressed Trump's demands to tighten the legal immigration system. However, there has been no sign that White House proposals in that area are going anywhere on the Hill. California Democrat Zoe Lofgren, who chairs the House Judiciary Subcommittee on Immigration, still expected to move an ag labor bill to the House floor. Doing that would help rural Democrats on the issue back home, but it's just not clear that the bill can get White House support or to pass the Senate. Even were something to come together in the House to get something all the way through the finish line would be very difficult, according to Paul Bleiberg. Vice President of Government Relations for the National Milk Producers Federation. Well, here's today's He Said It. We will see you in court and we will knock down this house of cards. That Bert Hartle with the Center for Biological Diversity on the EPA's pesticide plan. Well, that's the break for this Tuesday, June 11th. It's brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.